2: Well, afternoon edition for me, evening edition yeah. for everybody else. I'm excited.
1: All right. So, Lindy's has Sam Hartman among his preseason Heisman Trophy candidates. My question is a win over Ohio State a must if Hartman is going to win the Heisman.
2: Got my Lindy's right here. Just nice. got it yesterday. So, I'm excited. I haven't even like it just smells new. It's, it's beautiful, <laughs> right? Got Joe on the front. I got a problem, though. Like, Joe Alt is on the front. You and I both know what Joe Alt looks like, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Nowhere on here does it say Notre Dame's Joe Alt or anything. Like, they got the top ten over here. Obviously, Notre Dame's not in it. Nowhere does it say anything about Joe Alt. Interesting. I I don't understand why you wouldn't even label the guy that's
1: on the cover but whatever like you're just supposed to figure out who it is yeah i, I think I, even i think even weird. a lot of notre dame fit you know like the diehards obviously you're gonna know sure is where walt is but it's weird a to lot me. of casuals yeah gonna necessarily know they're gonna know he's from notre dame but they're gonna go who is that guy just just
2: weird i don't know i, I don't understand it but that's okay i, I don't have to so Yes, you are absolutely right. He is a, a Heisman fav not favorite, but he's a, he's in the, he's on the list, right? And He's a candidate. Yeah. He's a candidate, and I think the Ohio State game is is early enough in the season where I feel like if his candidacy is going to have legs, then I think he needs to win that game. I do. You can't he can't lose momentum. As a Heisman candidate, you you have to like if there, there's always going to be somebody that's going to come out of nowhere, right? They get a big win at some point, all of a sudden you start talking about them, and then they gain momentum, they gain momentum. Rarely do you hear about somebody who is in the conversation, they lose a big game and then they get back into the conversation. That, that doesn't happen that often. So I feel like his Heisman candidacy is great in the preseason, but he's gonna have to back it up on the field. And that's the first. Big, prime-time opportunity for Sam Hartman to show Mm -hmm. people what he's got. It's at home. It's at night. It's against Ohio State. Most likely going to be 4-0 going into that game. Like, this is – like, we're going to be in the thick of college football at that point. I think he's got to win that game if he's going to be in the conversation. I really do.
1: He definitely needs a springboard – moment to really get him right. into that conversation because as for all the accolades that he has in his career coming from wake forest he's never he's never been that kind of conversation before i think at the very least because like if you look at caleb williams last year they lost twice in the regular season so in utah obviously it's was true. one of those games he lost twice So he was able to overcome that and still ultimately end up winning the Heisman because he finished strong. I think the biggest thing for Hartman is you can't even have necessarily, I don't think, an average game against Ohio State because of what you're talking about. Because you're at Notre Dame, there are going to be plenty of people who are going to be completely willing to write you off if you even look so-so, if you're Sam Hartman, against Ohio State in a primetime game like that that early. He needs to play well at the very least and like go toe to toe with whoever Ohio State's quarterback is at the time and probably needs to outplay whoever his counterpart is in that game because he's the guy with all the experience and they're going to be the new guy on the block it's not CJ Stroud anymore so so even if Notre Dame would happen to lose he just needs a good performance you know a fairly big performance even in a loss and I think he'll be able to overcome it because of the fact that you have USC in October and then Clemson in November. Like, I think Clemson ends up being the must win game. But, like, those okay. Ohio State and USC are the potential, you know, online springboards to get him into that position. But he can't, you know, again, he, he can't, he definitely can't play bad and they right. lose. He, he needs to play well. He needs to play well at the very least.
2: I feel like in the Ohio State matchup, he needs to be the quarterback people are talking about in a good way after that game, Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Whether they win or lose, he needs to be the quarterback people are talking about. Like Notre
1: Dame is different now because of, right. and they have Sam Hartman, but Right. because of Sam Hartman, that's yeah. going to get the whole ball rolling really.
2: And then I also feel like he needs to win two out of the three of those big time matchups to be yes. in the conversation. And he and he's gonna and if USC happens to be the one that he loses, it needs to be like a neck and neck situation with Caleb Williams because like that shootout
1: type situation. Yes, because yeah.
2: that's the only big time quarterback matchup on the roster, or I mean, on the schedule. In my in my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you can make a case for some other guys, but that's the big one. He's the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, right? So. It's going to have to be somewhat of a shootout situation. He's going to have to play one of his best games, again, at home, at night, Mm -hmm. you know, big time. Everybody's going to be watching, you know, paint your fingernails, the whole thing, (laughs) right? So people are going to have to pay attention. He's going to have to have a great game there. But he's going to have to win two out of the three of those big matchups, I think, to get an invite at the end of the season.
1: So after helping Notre Dame lacrosse win the national championship last week, Pat Cavanaugh went on the Pat McAfee show and uh, said that he's thought about walking on the football team as a safety. What do you think about that idea? Well, he's got no hamstring. So that's going to be a bit of a problem. (laughs) First first negative,
2: safety with no
1: hamstring.
2: (laughs) That's going to be a problem. Now, let's pretend that he's got a fully healthy hamstring, okay? Okay why not like what what does notre dame have to lose by giving him a walk-on spot yeah nothing and Zero. he's clearly not afraid to hit somebody he's clearly an athlete right i i don't i have not studied pat kavanaugh from a physical standpoint to know if he's big enough strong enough or whatever to play safety at the d1 level i don't know i don't know what his background in football is it's not just about being a story Uh, you know what i mean like not everybody in one sport can play another sport that's not how it works um but if he's got some background to him and he understands the sport and he understands safety and all of that why not give him a shot what's the worst thing that could possibly happen he's standing on the sidelines cheering on the team and he's a good storyline
1: like i don't that's exactly it you know he'll be the most requested walk-on going into the season that's for sure but like you said you know be nice if it's more than a story, but yeah, I mean, if for sure, for if sure. it if it works out, like worst case, not not worst case, but maybe he ends up being you know like a kamikaze. You know, put him out there on <laughs> right. kick coverage, you know that kind of stuff, or you know punt coverage, that kind of thing. You're always looking for guys who could do something on special teams. Those lacrosse guys have a different mentality. I think oh, yeah. we all know that. You know, and like you said, the fact that he can even play without a hamstring, I think, kind of shows that mentality. So I th- I think it would be. I think it would be great, you know, whether or not he actually turns in to a safety. You know, if he could, they obviously need some help there at the position. You know, it, it's still a little bit thin, even though it's getting better. But why not give it a, give it a go? See yeah. if it happens. What the heck?
2: I, I'm looking at his bio right now, and he played soccer, hockey, and lacrosse. So – I don't think he ever even played high school football and again I could be wrong here uh, but in his bio on Notre Dame's website it says that he lettered in soccer um hockey and lacrosse hockey and lacrosse so okay if you have no background whatsoever I think it'd be a little bit more difficult now you're right he could be a gunner yeah. you know use your speed go tackle somebody like you don't yeah. nef- but safety's a safety's a different animal because there's a lot of mental that has to go into it. And I'm not in any way saying that he's not a smart guy, but you got to really understand the game, know what you're looking at, and to have no background whatsoever. I feel like that could be difficult, but a special teams guy, hey, go get that guy.
1: Yeah, like, that's exactly it. You can make that All happen. To do. Yeah. Stay in your lane, run downfield right. hard, hit somebody yeah. at the end. <laughs> sure. You know, why not? <laughs> yeah. Especially the fact that he's got hockey in his background as well. Yeah, that
2: doesn't surprise me the way he yeah. kind of hits and does some things like lacrosse and hockey are pretty similar, mm-hmm. you know, in that regard. You know what I mean? So I, that doesn't surprise me in any way. So,
1: Fill in the blank. It's blank that Notre Dame had barber Julio Cuts set up no. shop at Notre Dame to cut hair during official visits this weekend.
2: I think that's awesome. So, We, we always talk about Notre Dame being behind the times and all of these different things. That's not behind the times, man. Like that is next level thinking by the recruiting staff. And, you know, I got my hair cut by, you know, Marcus Freeman's personal barber. Or, you know, that whole. like, Say what you want. Marcus Freeman's a cool guy. And everybody in the chat wants Marcus Freeman's wardrobe. And I guarantee <laughs> you that most people would be like, if they had an opportunity to get their hair cut by Marcus Freeman's barber, they're going to do that too.
1: I know. I think I it's mean, cool. They've been putting this out there on social media since he showed up. And it's like, I still can't get over the fact that they're basically hip-hop barbers, you know. know. And like, but they've made this guy one of the most famous barbers in the country, I think, you know, with this whole social media. And and the kids want to see it. I'm sure that they probably get asked about it a lot by these guys who see this, you know, see him on social media and why say oh yeah you know you go downtown and you know his shop is over there or whatever we'll see if we can get you in have him set up right there pay him a little care. i think it's awesome the fact that they're so doing smart. this just you know again like you said forward thinking yeah. and just you know one more one more thing that i think shows the fresh approach you know not just a fresh crop and a fresh you know fresh approach that that a younger yeah, head coach and a younger coaching staff has when it comes to recruiting and, and what it takes to get it done these days.
2: Absolutely. I, it, like you said, it, it is a, you know, not to make puns or whatever, what but you're absolutely <laughs> right. It's a fresh take on recruiting because a lot of things are going to be equal when these guys are going to different places, right? And, and I know that some of these places have barbers and all of those different things, but they don't have this barber. They yeah. don't have Marcus Freeman's personal barber, right? That's different. It's a step above. There you go.
1: Because so, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't he... Remember when they did that, you know, we got him, you know? When, yeah, like, it was when the, he was was the, the recruiting, recruiting videos that they he was did like, two years that's ago. That's where he first started showing yeah. up, right? Uh-huh. Was in yep. that whole thing. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. That's when he yeah. got kind of, you know, kind of blew up, for lack right. of a better term, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and and... Look, I'll just put it out there now. If you're going to add on to the Goog, they better give him a room where he can come
1: in a couple times a week. Perfect. everybody up. I mean, that's, a, that's actually an awesome idea. Give him his own shop inside the Goog. It doesn't even he, have to be that big. Like, he shows up, you know, like every Tuesday during a yeah. certain set of hours or Monday, you know, whatever day whatever. it happens to be. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He's always there. I'm sorry. That just makes too much sense. It does.
1: Good idea, Vince. Thank you. <laughs> so we talked a little about the early college football TV schedules that have been coming out. We talked about them last week. Fox is going all in on Deion Sanders with the Dion factor for the first two big noon kickoff games uh, of the season. They're opening the season with Dion in Colorado against TCU. And then week two, you've got Colorado again against Nebraska. So do you buy or sell the Dion plan as a good plan for Fox?
2: So I sell it from a competitive football scenario, but I buy it if I'm Fox and I'm looking for eyeballs on the TV. So at the end of the day, that's all that matters is having people watch your product. If you are a, an executive at Fox, and people are going to tune in, myself included. If I can make it work, I'm going to watch the first, you know, rendition of Deion Sanders in Colorado because I think they're going to get their doors blown off by TCU mm-hmm. and I'm going to enjoy watching it. So I'm <laughs> going to watch. And so if you're just looking for people to watch, I is a huge buy for me from a Fox standpoint. You don't have to like what's on there. But people are going to watch, and that's what you
1: want. I, I've actually got a little little action on Colorado covering. I think it's 23-and-a-half. Is it that many? You see in that opener, something something Woo-hoo! around there, yeah. Um, There's definitely going to be an interest factor. And yes. just, just what you're saying, there's going to be interest in Deion Sanders, what it looks like, we won't know until they roll it out there. But if you're going to do it, the time to do it and capitalize on because, you know, like look at some of the matchups that we talked about, you know, you've got like Michigan and Delaware, I think it was, and you know, all those different. Yeah. Like that are going to be on Peacock in that first month of September, the time to do it is at the beginning of the season when the matchups aren't as good. You've got this interest in Dion Sanders. If they lose, well, okay, they lost and people can, you know, judge Dion in Colorado Based on that. If they even play close yeah. or win, then people then you know maybe you do it later. But you put them on in this window, these first couple games of the season, because yep.
2: when interest is still super high. Yeah,
1: when there's still interest, because if they are 0-6 or 1-5 or whatever in the middle of the season, no one's gonna want to watch that. So do You're it right. at the beginning of the season, put them on right away. I think it's a really I think it's a good TV show plan, you know, like mm-hmm. something to have to fill your air on TV the first couple of weeks of the season. I think it makes, just like, you know, the NFL decided to uh, to make it Lions versus Chiefs in that Thursday night first game of the season. Sure. You know, we think the Lions are going to be better this season, but we don't know definitively. So right, put them on there against the defending Super Bowl champs right off the bat and let's see. And you, see you've what got happens. nothing to lose if it's the middle, you know, because it's going to be the first game of the season. If it's the middle of the season and they they aren't as good, Obviously, no one's gonna to want to watch that game. So do absolutely it right away. If, the earlier if you're, the better.
2: If you're a TV station or a TV, you know, broadcasting whatever, you want the hype teams on early. Yeah. Because the hype is gonna bring eyeballs, right? It's the when reality teams sets teams in. Are different. Yeah. Yeah. It's when reality sets in and you're like, Okay, well, the hype was obviously wrong. <laughs> That's not when you want to have them on. You don't want to have them on in week six or seven when yeah. they're what one or two wins if they didn't live up to the hype. Now, if they've live up to the hype. Then you add them. That's why. That's why we never find out where Notre Dame is playing on what channel and what time until like a week before the game because people are they're they're waiting to see if that game is going to be relevant or not.
1: What's the value of the matchup? Yep, right. That's exactly right. Speaking of Colorado, there's been recent rumblings they could be headed back to the Big Twelve. Do you buy or sell that as a good move?
2: You know, it's interesting. I try to put myself in Deion Sanders' shoes on this one. You know, you're like, okay, well, right now with, you know, Texas and Oklahoma leaving, is the Big 12 a less competitive situation where Colorado could thrive because you're bringing in some lower level teams up to the power five? But then you look at the Pac 12 and you're like, okay, well, USC and UCLA are leaving, but you still got Utah, you still got Washington, you still got Oregon. Oregon. Yep. If Colorado wants to win now, take a, take a hike to the Big 12. I think I think winning would be easier in the Big 12 than it will be in the Pac 12 right now. And I don't know what that looks like 10 years down the line, but right now, I think it makes sense.
1: No, I do too. I I think it makes a lot of sense, you know, because still have to wait and see what this football program is going to be, but like if you sure. just look from the school like I didn't realize, I think it's 2011 is when Colorado made this move. So it's already been 12 years. Wow. They haven't made any kind of real climb. You know, they've been decent in basketball here and there a few times. Football obviously has not been better, but like back in the, in the nineties, you know, like we just talked about the fact you're going to have Colorado and Nebraska, that was the big, big 12 rivalry really in the nineties. Like those two teams were national powers into the mid 90s they both won national championships in the 90s you know so the big 12 you know yep. like colorado used to be a premier program in the big 12 now obviously it's a lot different right now but just i mean the footprint everything makes more sense for colorado being aligned with those schools you know like the yeah. kansas schools like oklahoma state is still going to be there even the texas schools i just think that it makes more sense for them being you know more Playing in 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 Central Time Zone games as opposed to the uh, the Pacific Time Zone games and all the travel that that's associated right. with going out there as well. I think it makes a lot of sense for color. I think it makes sense for both. The Big Twelve needs another, you know, marquee at big least, name. yeah, I mean, somewhat marquee do. program. As long sure. as Dion's there, they're they're going to have a higher profile. But you're losing Colorado and Texas, and you know. If Dion's able to do what he thinks he's going to do, then Colorado could become the next big flagship for the big 12 and here in the next few years. Sure. Makes a lot of sense, I think, Mm -hmm. for both sides.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
1: Last one tonight. Fill in the blank. It is blank that the Chicago Cubs recently had Billy Williams bobblehead night, but instead of his retired number 26 on the bobblehead, they had him wearing number one.
2: So typical right now. (laughs) That is embarrassing, frankly. It's embarrassing. It is not okay in any way. It is disrespectful. I mean... To a guy his who's number. had his jersey retired already, yeah, it's literally hanging on a flag off of one of the foul poles in the stadium. That's right. Did the intern who ordered the bobblehead not look out to the stadium and be like, "Hey, what number was he
1: again?" Uh, it's one of the best players in the history of the franchise, and you That's put why number you had one. Night. Like, come on! It's
2: it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to call it myself really a fan. When something like this happens, it's embarrassing.
1: It's like, sure, you would think that there are different checkpoints when you're going to have bobblehead night. And like the simple one is one, make sure he's wearing a Cubs uniform. Two, what number did he wear? It's just yeah. like if you're going to put number, because a lot of times you you won't even see him, you know, put numbers on these things. They'll kind of keep them generic. But if you're going to put a number on it's as simple as what number did Billy Williams play, you know, even, even if whoever's working in the marketing department today, obviously was probably not around back when Billy Williams was right. It's It's completely, you're right. I mean, it is, it is something minor league teams, you know, do better than this. You're you're the Chicago Cubs. You've got to be better than that. So sad.
2: I mean, just so sad. It's just, it's it's like, you know, they they had the, the intern taking care of this, and I feel like the intern would have done a better job. Like, I don't yeah. know who dropped the ball or who thought it was a good idea to put number one. i like, well, he's the number one greatest all-time Cub. Let's put number one. No. That's, that's so stupid. Why? No.
1: You put I his guess, number on the back. I guess they're going to redo it again next year. They apologize. And, they're going to do it again next year. So they're and- just admitting that they're stupid is Pretty basically much. what you just said. Pretty much. Uh, I don't think there's any way around it. I mean, no,
2: you're right. You're right. Sometimes you just got to fall on the sword of stupidity.
1: Yeah, I mean, when everyone else realizes, hey, Billy Williams didn't wear number one; he wore number twenty-six. They've got to eat eat it a little bit <laughs> and admit it. I can't yes, believe. They're going they to hand them out?
2: They handed them out, didn't they? Yeah, they handed them
1: out. They See, handed them out. And those yeah, would not have even have seen public the light. Apology of day. and the whole thing.
2: Those would not even have seen the light. Of day. You're telling me that somebody, I don't think
1: they, don't think they realized it until like, you know, oh. fans or somebody started going, hey, by the way, Billy Williams wore 26, not number one.
2: There's such a problem with uh, what is, what what's what's the term like in a factory, you know, when uh, somebody quality control. That's what I was yeah. looking for. The quality control in the front office of the Chicago Cubs is clearly lacking (laughs) because that went from thought stage to ordering stage to approval stage to it's in a box, we're getting ready to hand it out stage, and nobody put a stop to it and changed it. Terrible. Just terrible. Very terrible.
1: Just terrible. Vince, appreciate you uh bending your schedule around a little bit. I know you're busy and you know that's why we're doing this a little bit different today, but uh, enjoyed it as always. I'm
2: I'm currently enjoying Penn's commencement right now. So I'm glad you are. Is that indoors
1: or outdoors?
2: It is at the choice center, actually. Okay. Uh, okay. so all eight hundred and sixty-one names are gonna be read, and I will be there to witness all of them. It's a lot of names. <laughs> yes, well, it you is. are
1: you are the dean of students, so <sighs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. someday they'll probably
1: <laughs> make you read the names.
2: Well, it's funny because uh, not to go off on a tangent here, but my boss, who's one of the vice principals, uh, has to read you know a section of names, a good portion of names. Uh-huh. Well, she was at the Taylor Swift concert last night. Oh, and so I'm her backup in case her voice is uh, out. Where was
1: where was that?
2: By the Chicago, is it Soldier Chicago. Field? Chicago.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm I keep hearing Taylor Swift. It's hard to keep track of Uh-oh. where that concert well, is. It's like it's the years tour, is, baby. I've, she has yeah. swallowed up like the universe with that
2: concert tour. Dude, you're not. I mean, Chicago was pretty much inundated. It was Friday, Saturday, Sunday They had three different mm-hmm. concerts. And it's been that's the
1: thing too mm. all these major cities it's like not just one show completely selling out a football stadium it's like three nights in all these major cities
2: ridiculous it's insane i mean it's absolutely sold out within minutes minutes of going uh, on sale all three of them in chicago so yeah but anyway so we'll see maybe i'm reading names right. right now i don't know
1: all right well you enjoy commencement yeah We'll get the full report if you end up reading names on a Wednesday's show. <laughs>
2: How many I butchered. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah. All right, we will talk to you later. Ivy Nation Sports Talk.